Hey, Dave. Hey, Nate. What's down? What's down? Not much. <laughs> What's going on there? Uh, things are moving. Uh, winter is coming and so on. <laughs> winter is coming. Yep. Today you have joined me in the, in the, in a, in a short, uh, mystery movie called the mystery of the gray lines. It was, uh, it was very funny and, and crazy and super simple at the end. So I was looking at a storyline file that a company sent me. This was sort of a template I should be working from. And uh, I was looking at those slides, and every slide had these weird gray lines, you know, like top to bottom gray lines. And it was really weird, So because it didn't look good. I was just baffled, why are they, why are they there? And then I went, okay, let's just preview the slide. I'll see what, what's happening. What, what, what's the intent of this? And then I preview the slide and those lines are gone. <laughs> they are not to, to be seen. I was, I was, um, I checked every slide. The lines were gone every time I previewed the course, which was very strange. I couldn't, I, I couldn't wrap around my head around what's happening here. And I, I also published the course and checked there. And it was the same. <laughs> Still, I wasn't clear on what's happening. Then um, I, I summed up you, Dave. I said, Dave, I have to show you something really strange. <laughs> and then we were looking at it. Everything looked fine. I mean, everything looked nothing. You know, there was no triggers. We were looking for triggers. It's something is changing here, you know. That's why it's hiding. And we were looking at... at uh, uh, so what are the master slides? And we saw that these lines are basically a PNG, um, PNG image. You know, it was in the master slide, but when you preview the course, it's it's gone. It doesn't. It's not there anymore. Uh, Dave, you wanna you wanna g give it away? What what was the crazy trick that they used? Sure. Yeah. Well, once we took a look at it, it uh, <laughs> we clicked on the states and realized that the default state was hidden. Uh, which, if if you get it as a template, we don't know that it's grayed back because it's hidden. You know, I just thought that's how it was looking. I think that's probably what yeah. you thought. That's just like, what it looks like. Yeah, that it's a gray line. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's a very simple thing. But yeah, you just weren't we weren't thinking about it the right way. And yeah, it was just a a hidden uh, graphic. Which if you took if you made it to, in the normal state, it suddenly had color and stuff to it. And, yeah, it was pink. And, uh, but but that ultimately that's a that's a a neat way to be able to uh, have some kind of unique grid lines and things in the background as a template that doesn't get published uh, when yeah. you publish. You know you don't have to have an extra step of having to hide it or whatever you might need to do. Yeah, yeah. So we were discussing yeah, the, the, exactly what you what you said. Maybe you could use it just just for sort of. I don't know, just to help you develop things, to have some, I don't know, some, some helping uh, graphics in the background that just you have there and they're, they're there if you need them, but you can, you know, hide them anyway. But when you preview, they're just gone. You don't have to worry about them anyway, anywhere, anymore, anymore. That's the word. Yeah. So that, that was awesome. And also, also every time this happens, I feel like, okay, the next time, and another person asks me this, I will know like immediately what's happening. So no more mystery here. But it's awesome, you know, after four years of storyline or five, I think, it's still 
still there's a moment of what's happening here i have not seen this before <laughs> so that's exciting <laughs> it was almost uh it was almost too simple it was so simple it stumped yeah it was uh it stumped you there it stumped us yeah yeah we were stumped so dave today's topic is minimizing the next button so it's not about uh like deleting the next button or not using it at all uh but mostly about minimizing. And you want to see, give us some uh, background? Sure, yeah. Uh, I had done a, an ebook about this, so I... I uh, you know some things. I enjoy the art of minimizing the next button. I think, you know, <laughs> I, I think like people are like, what is the next button? And, and to me, the next button is it's just an action item, you know? I mean, in this case, the action is it's a more button to get to additional content. But if you think of it as an action item, it gives you more flexibility. Uh, I guess it, yeah. it, it makes you think, well, what, a, what, a, what else might be an action item instead of the next button? And, um, and that allows you to explore different uh, options. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, it's, it's kind of like the simplest, but rarely the best way to involve the learner. Uh, you know, it doesn't challenge them. It, it takes them away from the material. I have to keep Going back, I have to leave my content for the next button. It can become incredibly repetitive. Yeah, uh, it's 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 just it really subdivides your information. And and I don't know if you've run into this, but I know we've run into this where sometimes the user will pay zero percent of their time on the content and a hundred percent of their time on clicking the next button. You know, it's, yeah. they they just become like, oh, I just have to click next through all this material. I'll yes. give the content as little. Yeah. Uh, focus as I can, and I. Uh, so I can give you I can give you one one uh, short yeah. anecdote about this because uh, we launched a course with a uh, for some company, so it was hosted on our LMS, and it was uh, it was the course was not locked, you know, so they could literally just click 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 mm-hmm. click next 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 thing they're done, and the same day that we launched the course, I get a call from the HR guy, Nate, you gotta lock it down. People are just plowing through. You gotta <laughs> lock the course on. So I had to publish everything again, update the course, and that's when we stopped the madness. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we've run into similar things. Yeah. If if they can if they can speed their way through it, they'll they'll they find will. the way to do it, and they will. Yeah. Yeah. So now we know a little bit about what the next button is. Uh, you know, why do we still use the next button? It's easy. It's just easy. It's like the, I think it's just, it's just the like basic form of e-learning navigation, you know, like the oldest form. Okay, and also I think the a big part plays the import from other things, especially PowerPoint, you know, which is based on slides, and user has then to move. User has has to move through those slides then, and you know what are we gonna do? Where we're gonna slap an X button next to it, and it's done. Mm-hmm. You know? So. Yeah, and uh, I think I know a lot of people, they're just in the habit of using the next button. You know, it's, I mean, a lot of these courses have to be put together quickly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've maybe got templates and things. Uh, I know sometimes we have uh, clients who have templates or just, you know, their their users are used to a certain navigational approach. And so we use the next button and we still use the next button a lot in stuff. A lot of times because of habit and the way things are, um, but uh, but we do try to minimize it when possible. I, I I like to say I don't want to bully the next button. 
Um, no, it has no. its place. I just don't want to overuse it. And I feel that it's uh, overused quite a bit. Yes, I do agree. I agree. I think there's a, you have to find a balance here because I, I do have a feeling that some people just like hate the next button. If they see a course with the next button, it's like, oh, this is crap. But Yeah, you know uh, what they say? Next. <laughs> You're waiting for this one, right? <laughs> I just came up with it just now. <laughs> okay, Dave, so tell us, when might be an appropriate time to use the next button? I would say, some people would say never. I would yes. say... I think we typically use the next button or I might use the next button if there's like a process that I'm trying to move through where there's very clear points where you're trying to focus on the material and then uh, you want to, you know, have that action item of of really getting more information, moving forward, mm-hmm. uh, as well as, um, you know, using it to kind of uncover the next bit of information. So I might have a next button, but... It's more valuable because what I do on that screen is I, you know, build up a situation. Maybe I have a cliffhanger, something that makes the content a lot more interesting and leads you to want to get to the next information. In which case, you know, uh, building that up and letting them click next to reveal uh, more information can be could, could do quite a lot. Um, those those are typically when I use the next button. Good example, sir. So next. We prepared eight tricks to minimize the next button. Uh, so yeah, we we gathered some examples, some ways you can minimize the next button. So the first one, let me read it. It's next by any other name. So point here is to change the name of the next button to something else, you know, so it could be more ex- more exploratory for the user. And it also creates a knowledge gaps for uh, for the learner so maybe something they didn't know they they had and so to, and also to spark some interest in in the learner so it could be like buttons like let's find out uh three more most common mistakes you know, it could be just continue um or your turn anything like that handling upset customers you know so those are all great ways for user to Continue to the next slide, but not through an X button, but more through a through a through. A, I, I feel like it's a nicer transition if they use something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I like this one a lot. We use this a lot. It's just instead of it being called next, call it something where someone will say, "Oh, I, I didn't think about that. I will want to find out that information mm-hmm. or whatever it might be." And then yeah. just a simple title change will interest people in wanting to to know more because yeah like you said a lot of people will not realize that they don't know the information might want to know the information but if it just says next it's not going to interest them if you yeah if you lead them though that'll that'll be a big interest to them yep yep and this and this one is so easy i mean you could because a lot of these like tricks are are based also on basic script you know so uh, a lot of time, if you as a developer get some sort of script that you have to work from, maybe you don't have that freedom. But at least that's like the minimum thing you can always do to replace the next button with things uh, like like that that we, we listed here. So um, th- this one is very useful, I think. Yeah, it'd, it'd be cool on Storyline if you could per slide change oh, yeah. the title yeah. of the next button. Yep. Uh, so that you've got your default, but then if you want to 
you know, if you want to say step one, step two, step three in a special area, you can do that without having to use a custom button. Dear storyline storyline developers who are listening, take a note. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Dave, number two. Yeah, I use videos or motion graphics. Uh, And we do this a lot in our projects. Instead of having slide after slide of information where we might have a next button in between each, we, uh, you know, use video uh, to explain things. We use motion graphics to uh, tell a story visually. And we might get through a lot more information uh, without having to uh, kind of pause pause the information and require Mm -hmm. that action item each time. Yeah. and sometimes we'll do that in like After Effects. Maybe we'll build it out or, you know, video can get kind of expensive depending on what you're doing, mm-hmm. but sometimes can be very valuable. Um, and sometimes in like Storyline or something, we can actually build the motion graphics kind of right in there. You know, if you're not familiar with After Effects, imagine using the timeline to kind of fade stuff in and out to visuals to tell the story uh, and maybe, you know, over five or six slides, uh, you know, do that basically. Yeah, those are great examples. I I think one one that I use often because I'm not versed in After Effects is uh, like whiteboard and whiteboard animations. You know, I use VideoScribe often, uh, not not in every course, but often. And you know, that could easily be two minute video. That it's not hard to do, but it's I don't know five paragraphs of text maybe, and uh, you know. It's it's a great way just to transition that text into into an interesting content, and you probably lose like five next buttons. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of people use like Go Animate and stuff like that. Um, yes. Which is now it's, beyond, it's, I guess. Yeah, I, I I'm not a fan of the name, um, but yeah, yeah, they changed the name. Yeah, but but people use that. You know, they do the same thing with that. You know, they kind of. They've got a timeline, they've got visuals, they string it all together and tell a story, uh, and you just don't need to worry about the next button. True story. Next. Next. Number three. <laughs> Auto advance. So, yeah, um, you know, a slide completes, and uh, instead of having... Uh, so instead of user having to click the next button, you just continue to the next slide and continue and continue until you have maybe some sort of... Um, uh, interaction and uh, I mean I think this is totally fine. Uh, I'm I'm just not sure if it's very practical. You know I feel like in in like in an office busy environment, uh, user has to have an option to pause or just to to have more control in deciding when they want to continue. What what do you think? Yeah, we use this often, and sometimes we leave the next button, but it's not. It's there for navigation, but if you want to move forward, but it it doesn't, uh, it's not a requirement. So a lot of times you already have audio in there and you've got some visuals that work with the audio and, but then you get to the end of the slide and it stops and you have to click next to move forward. You just get rid of the, uh, basically you just, you tell it when it gets to the end of the slide, continue forward. And it, it suddenly gets rid of all your next buttons. The user can sit back, focus on the information and let it uh, continue and move through for them. Um, sometimes we will get rid of the next button and just have the menu. So if they need to jump around, they can. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but um, but mm-hmm. it, it's certainly just pushing them through the information. 
uh, is works really well. Uh, we do a lot of courses like that. Now, if you've got um, no audio, uh, <laughs> that usually doesn't work as well. Uh, yeah. You don't want things to automatically move forward when they're halfway done reading. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, if you know your audience uses audio and you do use audio, uh, it works really well. Mm. Number four. Yeah, the next one, number four, is adding knowledge checks or quizzes. Basically, have these stop points where uh, the user can interact with a question, you know, get them get them to test their knowledge uh, through a knowledge check or a quiz. Uh, and again, that kind of carries off of the auto advance where uh, we don't need to have all these next buttons. We can let it play through, but focus them on... Uh, answering questions rather than just clicking next for information. Yeah. Yeah, I like this one. This is nice. And also, you immediately... User is not a passive, you know, observer anymore. They suddenly have to be active and, you know, just answer a question that was that's related to the content they just heard, you know. So... You know, if you do this cap every couple of slides, you know there'll be there'll be more on the or on their toes uh, about listening to the content. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because if we do auto advance, of course they're they're not interactively engaged with the information, but these now become those interaction points, those stop yeah. points yeah. where we don't have a next button. Uh, but yeah, like you said, they can make sure that they know the information. They keep building on their foundation before moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, so three and four are really, they really tied the knot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And uh, what about number five? Yeah, so... Similar. Similar, similar, but not the same. Uh, activities to move forward. And it's basically, instead of the next button, user has to do something that's closely related to the content itself. And I think, uh, Dave, you have to uh, talk to us uh about the office etiquette uh, course that you did. Yeah, just as an example of uh, using simple activities uh, instead of the next button, uh, in in the case of this office etiquette thing that uh, I did, uh, I explain basically how it's important to keep your office space clean before moving forward. I could have put a next button there. So, okay, great, I got that information, I'm gonna click next. But instead of that, I wanted a little activity to move forward. Again, it's the action item, uh, which is I've got a little bit of uh, a little graphic that represents uh, garbage or paper rolled up, crumpled up, and you have to click and drag that into a little recycle bin or trash can to move forward. So it's no longer just a kind of passive, you know, I'm just going to click next to move forward. I'm going to interact. I'm going to build the habit of dragging that that trash basically the the whole point of the whole slide i'm going to actually now have an activity to a uh, very simple activity to move forward no this one's great and i and i you know the whole little course was like that you know then the next one is like make sure your environment is back to the way it was when you first arrived so you have to move a chair back into the right spot yeah and then the next one is make sure your board is erased if you're in a meeting so you click and drag and clean off the board and then that moves you forward so all 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 points where you'd kind of normally have a next button you create little interactives to uh, little activities to move forward yep great example we're gonna put links in the show notes for this episode where, and you can find them at the elearningguys.com Ooh, nice plug 
Number six. Six is on here somewhere. Six. Oh, six. Content interactions. So this is kind of similar again, but again, different. Uh, you know, there are different ways that we can create interactions to kind of reveal information, like a click to reveal, where you've got instead of slide after slide, next after next, you've got information on the page and you can more explore that information. You can uncover it by clicking and showing different things. Um, that could be a pretty straightforward like tabs, you know, where you click through the tabs. You might have an image with like little plus symbols on it and you click those and it, it provides more information. Uh, you could have a button that you click and it kind of zooms in to your material like in a deep dive. So there's lots of different ways um, you know, like an accordion, if, if you're familiar with an, what an accordion is as it relates to UI, user interface, um, where you've kind of got your open bit of information and you've got five other things that you want to explore, but they're kind of collapsed down and I could click on each and it expands and collapses the next one. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's a lot of different ways that we can create layouts, kind of interactive layouts for content, basically. Yeah, and when we were discussing this, the 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 Maybe I feel like uh, I should explain it if someone else is also confused about this, because uh, it's not about having the whole course in an accordion interaction. The idea is that you have this very densely packed slides that have a lot of information, but of course they are presented in, in a nice digestible way, like an accordion, you know, that could have, I don't know, eight paragraphs paragraphs of text altogether but they're not presented on on eight slides and you know divided by an x button they're all nicely together in a big interaction like accordion or, or or tabs for example so you know it's not about having the whole course in one slide but uh using this um you know this approach you do minimize the use of the next button which is the point here that's exactly yeah and it also increases the the user's interested in exploring the content because certain things they may not have uncovered yet and they'll they'll have more interest in clicking and revealing information uh, but like you said it, it, instead of 16 slides you might narrow it down to uh, five and then each of those slides maybe you can come up with different ways to make your information more interesting actually all these tricks that we're giving can be put into different slides, different ways of, of, of moving through content, and this is just one of those. Uh, yes. Using different interactions is just one of those ways. Yeah. And how about number seven? Number 007. 007. So this one is quite simple. Uh, scrolling sites is one way mm -hmm. to, to, like, to minimize the, the next button so your user just you know, scrolls down. And uh, use of rise courses could could be an example here. And uh, the the thing you developed, Dave, the dial uh, interaction, you know. Yeah, yeah. We can put another link to this. Uh, but yeah, basically, I had used a a couple of large dials with information on it, and as you kind of swipe through the the screen, the dial turns, so you keep getting n new information, more information. Very similar sort of. Thing it's it, it visually looks a little bit different than Rise or you know like a scrolling website, but it's more or less the same sort of thing. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's just a lot of different ways. And of course, you don't need an X button. It's just you're, you're going on a journey. You're exploring information. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's a neat way to do things. I, I hope to do more courses like that. And just by the way, I know we, we mentioned Rise here because it makes more sense because it's a scrolling site. However, I, there there were some there are some ways to maybe simulate that in storyline, you know, so you could have the transition from the slide to slide that goes down or basically up. Uh, so I know there were attempts to do this, but um, just mentioning mentioning it here if you're thinking about doing that, it is possible, but maybe it might be a bit tricky. Yeah, in fact, I, I, I don't know if you remember, I, I put something together like that and ran into a big slider issue in Storyline. And uh, I, know, I know what you mean. I think I know what you mean. And they, uh, they, they fixed it all up. So it's, I was very happy to see that they updated it. So it worked exactly the way I wanted. So I'm still happy about that. <laughs> um, so yeah, and that leads us into eight, which is simulations. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a type of interaction, but it's 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 in its own in its own category, uh, and this is where you you can basically build large processes that someone has to interact through. Uh, so, for instance, we had done a project uh, for this warehouse training where the uh, you basically click and drag the scanner and and drop it over the right barcode to scan that, and then on the scanner you'll see what. Uh, what uh, what do you call it? Aisle in a warehouse you need to go to, and so you've got a big map now that automatically comes up, and you have to click on the right aisle, and then you zoom into that aisle, and now you have to click the right, uh, you know, tray to pull out to find the information in the warehouse that you're looking for. It really allows them to uh, go through the process, get familiar with it. There's no next button. Yeah. It really just throws them right in. It's very hands-on. Um, and so that's, that's just one example of, of the sort of simulation that we, we would do. Yeah, and also it, it reminds me of the, like, so, some sort of, like, HI interview candidate courses I saw, you know, where, where someone is asking you something and then you reply and you have three options and there might be branching where... Uh, on, it depends on your answer, what's going to happen next, and so on. And also, there's also basically no no next button. It's just, you know, interacting with uh, in, in this discussion, yeah. Yep, yeah, and those simulations can be as complex as you need them to be or as simple as you need them to be. Um, yeah, you, exactly. You might have just one simple branch uh, or, a, you know, a pretty significant deep branching system, or you could just say, no, eh, that's not right. You might want to think about it like this and let them move on. Uh, yep. But it's uh, very engaging and minimizes the next button. Yep, yep. So those were the eight tricks that you can use to minimize the use of the next button. Uh, Dave, are there any questions uh, this week? Yeah, in the Ask the Learning Guys, I have had a couple people ask me the same question in the last couple of weeks, so I thought I'd I'd ask you this. We, I, I can't remember if we've covered this or not, but um, I think we might have. But anyway... Um, so I was asked this twice uh, in Storyline. Why do we put green boxes on our videos? You know, so for instance, we'll do a we'll provide our source files to people, and they might look at them. Um, and this isn't in the published version, but in the development side of Storyline, mm-hmm. why might we see some green boxes over our videos? And I'll ask you, uh, Nate's. What do you think? So I think the green 
boxes are hotspots and you are using them to cover the video so user cannot click the video so they don't pause the video so the video stays nicely in sync with uh, with slides uh, seek bar. Am I right? Yeah, knocked it out of the park. Exactly. <laughs> and just let me add two more things here. If you use hotspots, how you use them and, and why it's better to use hotspots than the like regular rectangles. When you use them in the way we're explaining here to prevent clicks, it's very important that you right-click on the hotspot and deselect uh, use hand cursor when user hovers. Because mm-hmm. you don't want the hand cursor there. Nope, that'll just confuse people. Exactly, exactly. You don't want to, you know, and also maybe you're covering a button and if, 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 if a hand cursor appears there and then user cannot, cannot click, cannot, can't click that, that, that's not fine. And uh, why, I mean, the alternative to using a hotspot would be a rectangle that has transparency set to 100%. So it has a fill color of whatever and <laughs> uh, transparency set to 100%. And of course, this is totally fine and there might be a situation where this would be preferable way to using the hotspots. However, personally for me, when I'm developing, it's great just to see what things are, you know, and and uh, seeing a green box, you cannot miss that green box when developing. But you have, if you have an invisible rectangle somewhere, it's gonna be very annoying because you're not, you won't be sure if it's there, if it's not, what's the state of it, and so on and so on. So I just prefer using the hotspots because I know exactly where it is, and it, you know, it gives me clarity of, on what's going on. Do you concur, good man? A hundred percent. Yep. Um, yeah, you can use a, a, a rectangle, but yeah, you're going to lose it. I mean, if you're making adjustments or have to replace the video, you'll probably have to hide the layer. And will you remember turning it back on? I probably won't. Uh, so when I use the uh, the hotspots, I can see in my thumbnails, you know, very easily. Oh, I, I need to turn this back on, yes. whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, I've had a really weird situation a couple months ago where a, a client said on a Windows 7 machine with Internet Explorer, mm-hmm. those it, uh, drag and drops were not working. And we used hotspots under, under things, basically, to kind of limit where you could drop certain things. And mm-hmm. uh, apparently those hotspots... Uh, no, I'm sorry. We didn't use hotspots. We used rectangles with the transparency on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100% transparent. Apparently... There was just a confliction in how that works, and uh, the user could not drop anything. So we switched it to hotspots, and it, it fixed it. So there might be, I doubt you'll run into it, very un- unique situation here, but it's just a lot cleaner to uh, use the hotspot because that's kind of what they're there for. Yeah. Hey, man, I think uh, this wraps up the show. Yeah, I think so. If you have any of your own uh, tricks for minimizing the next button. Uh, shoot us a note. We'd love to hear uh, how you do yep. that. Maybe we'll read some of them on the next show or on some future show. Um, and uh, Nate's, uh, we'll, we'll reverse this. Uh, how can people uh, get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, through the interwebs. Uh, you can uh, find me on Twitter under Nick uh, N E J C D or Nate's D, or you can visit elearningbrewery.com 
which is still a super simple website, but there's my email. You can you can reach me directly if you need some help with e-learning development. And you, Mr. Dave? Uh, me, you can reach me through illumingroup.com. Uh, again, we've got a uh, an ebook about uh, minimizing the next button called uh, Nextless e-learning. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Dave underscore Charney. Pretty sure that's it. I keep forgetting the thing. And, uh, and Nate, if people want to find out more about this podcast, uh, the e-learning guys, where can they go for that? Go to theelearningguys.com. There's also a, a submit form available if you want to reach us, if you have any questions, comments, or anything to add. And we would lo- love to share it with the rest of the community. So take care, everyone, and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Yep. Take care and happy learning.